Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, April 9th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. It's definitely worth your while. There is a lot of great listening. Variety of topics, variety of focus areas, all well curated um, so that you don't have to worry about getting bad content. Um, so def again, definitely worth your while. A lot of brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing great work. I want to continue to point you at our, uh, the last link in the show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist church gives in go campaign. We're striving to pay off our mortgage rapidly so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education based school, We're trying to offer an alternative in our community, um, that, that folks can trust for, for, the education of their children, not the raising of them, but the education of their children. So go ahead and click on the link. You can read through a much more thorough description than I just gave you. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so others can also read and do the same, can, can consider it as well. All right. Well, like I've said before, uh, we're going to get back into Bible study tomorrow evening for Monday evening, but today we're just going to be doing once, once more our reading. Uh, I do want to hope, I do want to pray that you are, um, if you haven't, didn't go to church last night for Easter, I hope you're going to church today for an Easter service. Uh, we need, we all need to be, and we're all commanded to be worshiping with the saints. So I would pray that you are doing so. Um, and let's go ahead. And because I didn't record this last night, needless to say, we're going to go ahead and jump right in and get this done so I can get ready to, for church. Um, cause I got dragooned. Well, not dragooned. I volunteered to sing. So I'll be singing this morning with, with the worship group, which is very strange for me. I haven't done that in a while. So we'll, we'll see Well, I did it Friday night, but that was first time in a, in a long while. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but Let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to go ahead and open up with our first day morning prayer. It's called worship. Let's pray. O oh Lord, we commune with thee every day, but weekdays are worldly days and secular concerns reduce heavenly impressions. We bless thee, therefore, for the day sacred to our souls, when we can wait upon thee and be refreshed. We thank thee for the institutions of religion, by use of which we draw near to thee and thou to us. We rejoice in another Lord's day when we call off our minds from the cares of the world and attend upon thee without distraction. Let our retirement be devout, our conversation edifying, our reading pious, our hearing profitable, that our souls may be quickened and elevated. We are going to the house of prayer. Pour upon us the spirit of grace and supplication. We are going to the house of praise. Awaken in us every grateful and cheerful emotion. We are going to the house of instruction. Give testimony to the word preached and glorify it in the hearts of all who hear. May it enlighten the ignorant, awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, 
Comfort the feeble-minded. Make ready a people for their Lord. Be a sanctuary to all who cannot come. Forget not those who never come. And do thou bestow upon us benevolence towards our dependents, forgiveness towards our enemies, peaceableness towards our neighbors, openness towards our fellow Christians. Amen. All right, now our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 9th. Uh, the text is from Luke 23, 27. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. Amid the rabble rout which hounded the Redeemer to his doom, there were some gracious souls whose bitter anguish sought vent in wailing and lamentations, fit music to accompany that march of woe. When my soul can, in imagination, see the Savior bearing his cross to Calvary, she joins the godly women and weeps with them. For indeed there is a true cause for grief, cause lying deeper than those mourning women thought. They bewailed innocence maltreated, goodness persecuted, love bleeding, meekness about to die. But my heart has a deeper and more bitter cause to mourn. My sins were the scourges which lacerated those blessed shoulders, and crowned him with thorns, those bleeding brows. My sins cried, Crucify him, crucify him, and laid the cross upon his gracious shoulders. His being led forth to die is sorrow enough for one eternity, but my having been his murderer is more infinitely, is more, infinitely more, grief than one poor fountain of tears can express. Why those women loved and wept it, and wept it were not hard to guess, but they could not have had greater reasons for love and grief than my heart has. Nain's widow saw her son restored, but I myself have been raised to newness of life. Peter's wife's mother was cured of the fever, but I of the greater plague of sin. Out of Magdalene seven devils were cast, but a whole legion out of me. Mary and Martha were favored with visits, but he dwells with me. His mother bare his body, but he has formed in me the hope of glory. In nothing behind the holy women in debt, let me not be behind them in gratitude or sorrow. Love and grief my heart dividing, with my tears his feet I'll lave, constant still in heart abiding. Weep for him who died to save. All right, well, we're going to get into our reading here, but first I'm going to have myself some coffee. Oh, that's so good. All right. Deuteronomy 33. Wait, let's see. We're going to be reading. Oh, I need to swap this paint over. Uh, we're going to be reading Deuteronomy 33, some verse, about 21 verses in Luke 13. We're going to finish out Psalm 78, and we're going to read Proverbs 12, verse 25. So, Deuteronomy 33. Hear the word of the Lord. Now this is the blessing with which Moses the man of God blessed the sons of Israel before his death. And he said, Yahweh came from Sinai, and he dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came from the midst of ten thousand holy ones. At his right hand there was flashing lightning for them. Indeed, he loves the people. All your holy ones are in your hand, and they followed in your steps. Everyone is bearing up your words. Moses commanded us with a law, a possession for the assembly of Jacob and he was king in Jeshurun. When the heads of the people were gathered, the tribes of Israel together, may Reuben live and not die, nor his men be few. And this regarding Judah, so he said, Hear, O Yahweh, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. With his hands he contended for them, and may you be a help against his adversaries. 
of Levi, he said, Let your Thummim, Thummim and your Urim belong to your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who said of his father and his mother, I did not consider them, and he did not recognize his brothers, nor did he know his own sons, for they kept your word, and they observed your covenant. They shall teach your judgments to Jacob, and your law to Israel. They shall put incense before you, and whole burnt offerings on your altar. O Yahweh, bless his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Crush the loins of those who rise up against him, and those who hate him, so that they will not rise again. Of Benjamin he said, May the beloved of Yahweh dwell in security by him, who shields him all the day, and he dwells between his shoulders. Of Joseph he said, Blessed of Yahweh be his land, with the choice things of heaven, with the dew, and from the deep lying beneath, and with the choice produce of the sun, and with the choice yield of the months, and with the best things of the ancient mountains, and with the choice things of the everlasting hills, and with the choice things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the bush. Let it come to the head of Joseph, and to the top of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers, as the firstborn of his ox, splendor is his, and his horns are the horns of the wild ox. With them he will push the peoples, all at once, to the ends of the earth. And those are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and those are the thousands of Manasseh. Of Zebulun he said, Be glad, Zebulun, in your going forth, and Issachar in your tents. They will call peoples to the mountain. There they will offer righteous sacrifices, for they will draw out the abundance of the seas, and the hidden treasures of the sand. Of Gad he said, Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad. He lies down as a lion, and tears the arm also, also the top of the head. Then he provided the first part for himself, for there the ruler's portion was reserved, and he came with the heads of the people. He did the righteousness of Yahweh, and his judgments with Israel. Of Dan he said, Dan is a lion's whelp, that leaps forth from Bashan. Of Naphtali he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor, and full of the blessing of Yahweh, take possession of the sea and the south. Of Asher he said, More blessed than sons is Asher. May he be favored by his brothers, and may he dip his foot in oil. Your locks will be iron and bronze, and according to your days so your fortitude will be. There is none like the God of Jeshurun, who rides the heavens to your help, and through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is a dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he drove out the enemy from before you, and said, Destroy. So Israel dwells in security, the fountain of Jacob secluded, in a land of grain and in new wine. His heavens also drop down dew. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by Yahweh, who is the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. So your enemies will cower before you, and you will tread upon their high places. All right, Luke 13, verses 1 through 21. Now at that time there were some, pre some present who were reporting to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you think that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered these things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you think that those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them were worse offenders than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he was telling this parable. 
a man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in manure. But if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who for eighteen years had a sickness caused by a spirit, and she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made erect again, and began glorifying God. But the synagogue official, indignant because Jesus healed on the Sabbath, answered and was saying to the crowd, There are six days in which work should be done, so come during them and get healed, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath release his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? And this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for, behold, eighteen years, should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? Just as he said this, all his opponents were being put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things being done by him. Therefore he was saying, What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and threw into his own garden. And it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three seda of flour, until it was all leavened. All right. Psalm 78, verses 65 through the end of the chapter. Then the Lord awoke as if from sleep, as if he were a warrior overcome by wine. He struck his adversaries backward. He put on them an everlasting reproach. He also rejected the tent of Joseph, and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, but chose the tribe of Judah, excuse me, Mount Zion, which he loved, and he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he had founded forever. He also chose David his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the nursing ewes he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart, and led them with his skillful hands. And finally, Proverbs 12, verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. Wow. All right, and now, so that is our reading for the day. Here is our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 9th. The text is from Psalm 1835. Thy gentleness hath made me great. The words are capable of being translated, Thy goodness hath made me great. David gratefully ascribed all his greatness, not to his own goodness, but the goodness of God. Thy providence is another reading, and providence is nothing more than goodness in action. Goodness is the bud of which providence is the flower, or goodness is the seed of which providence is the harvest. Some render it thy help which is but another word for providence, providence being the firm ally of the saints, aiding them in the service of their Lord, or again, thy humility hath made me great. Thy condescension may perhaps serve as a comprehensive reading, combining the ideas mentioned, including that of humility. It is God's making himself little, which is the cause of our being made great. 
We are so little that if God should manifest his greatness without condescension, we should be trampled under his feet. But God, who must stoop to view the skies and bow to see what angels do, turns his eye yet lower and looks to the lowly and contrite and makes them great. There are yet other readings, as for instance the Septuagint, which reads, Thy discipline, thy fatherly correction, hath made me great. While the Chaldee paraphrase reads, Thy word hath increased me. Still the idea is the same. David ascribes all his own greatness to the condescending goodness of his Father in heaven. May this sentiment be echoed in our hearts this evening, while we cast our crowns at Jesus' feet, and cry, Thy gentleness hath made, gentleness has made, me, hath made me great. How marvelous has been our experience of God's gentleness! How gentle have been his corrections! How gentle his forbearance! How gentle his teachings! How gentle his drawings! Meditate upon this theme, O believer. Let gratitude be awakened. Let humility be deepened. Let love be quickened, ere thou fallest asleep tonight. All right. Well, that is our reading for the day. I know that's kind of short, but um, it's definitely been a benefit to me. I, I hope this time, I thank you for spending this time with me in the morning. And I, I hope this time with me has helped saturate you more and more in the word and saturate me more and more in the word um, so that we would truly we would absorb it more we would put more time into study and that we would truly walk more and more as imitators of God which is what we're called to do um, like I said tomorrow evening we're going to be getting back into our Bible study in the Gospel of John we'll be in I think it's John 7 um, so Again, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful Easter day. I hope you get to spend time with your family. Um, you know, all I can say, he is risen. And that's that's the key of this whole thing. He is risen. All right, let's go ahead and close out with the Lord's Day evening prayer. Let's pray. Most holy God, may the close of an earthly Sabbath remind me that the last of them will one day end. Animate me with joy that in heaven praise will never cease, that adoration will continue forever, that no flesh will grow weary, no congregations disperse, no affections flag, no thoughts wander, no will droop, but all will be adoring love. Guard my mind from making ordinances my stay or trust, from hewing out broken cisterns, from resting on outward helps. Wing me through earthly forms to thy immediate presence. May my feeble prayer show me the emptiness and vanity of my sins. Deepen in me the conviction that my most fervent prayers and most lowly confessions need to be repented of. May my best services bring me nearer to the cross and prompt me to cry, None but Jesus. By thy Spirit give abiding life to the lessons of this day. May the seed sown take deep root and yield a full harvest. Let all who see me take knowledge that I have been with thee, that thou hast taught me my need as a sinner hast revealed a finished salvation to me, hast enriched me with all spiritual blessings, hast chosen me to show forth Jesus to others, hast helped me to dispel the mists of unbelief. O great Creator, mighty Protector, gracious Preserver, Thou dost load me with loving kindness, and hast made me Thy purchased possession, and redeemed me from all guilt. I praise and bless Thee for my Sabbath rest, my calm conscience, my peace of heart. Amen. All right. Again, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. I would continue to implore you to go do all that you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a great one. God bless. Mm -hmm.